again welcome to another episode of mornings with marla it's actually the evening though for me <laughs> i usually never record these this late but um i've been sitting on some things that i've been wanting to record and just not i need to stop saying i don't have the time but i feel like i don't have the time to sit down and do um and i kind of wanted to talk about victimhood today <laughs> Um, just because I've been in it. So I feel very like close to that perspective, I guess, um, of just like, woe is me. <clears throat> and I think I did a podcast, a couple podcasts ago about, um, finishing boot camp, And I think I was, was I done with it? I don't even know. But um, I finished February 8th. It's now March 23rd. And I have barely coded <clears throat> because I've been fucking pissed. <laughs> um, and so let me like lay this out for you before I go into it. So you're not like, oh, this fucking bitch or like, you know, wow, what happened to her? Um, I've been in a lot of victimhood and I'm coming out of it. <laughs> um, it's not a good place to be. It's not fun either. It's like this darkness. And I know I said that this year feels like it has, it's like the year of death, but like also rebirth, you know, rise of the Phoenix. And my analogy here has been all of these things in my life that are burning that I'm letting go of, um, just like a lot of changes. I feel like anyway, maybe some people would look at that and say like, that's not very much, but I just feel like there's a lot, um, they're like burning to ashes, but there's some embers that still need to be tended to that are not yet ash, which will allow me to rise (laughs) and be in the rebirth. And I feel like this is really, like connected to winter and spring and how much I hate winter um and I just go to a really dark place usually in winter and I always forget every year like this is what's gonna happen this is the month I'm gonna feel absolutely insane this is the month I'm literally gonna cry every day and this is the month I'm going to pack my bags and move potentially within the next 24 hours um and I forget every year (laughs) And I'm here in this little, like, basically video journal um, that I'll probably look back on one day and be like, props to fucking you, girl. Um, But yeah, it's been, I hate winter and I'm really happy spring is here and I feel the unthawing and um, I was in yoga. I've been like die hard going to yoga and which I love and I always find myself on the mat when I'm going through the hardest periods in my life and um it just is like I've realized it takes me out of my head and into my body which I need really bad because I'm in my head all the time and I'm always planning ahead and like getting 
too excited about something being the end result that I forget to A, enjoy the process and B, to take it one day at a time because what is that saying? Rome wasn't built in a day or something. Um, I forget about it and I just feel like I'm out of time all the time. And then, and which is kind of a good thing. Like I wish I could duplicate myself. Like literally before I sat down to do this, I'm like, mm, I could probably clean right now or I could code a little bit. Like I wish I could duplicate myself because there's so many things I want to do and I have so many passions and I get so excited about so much. And I have a different idea every two hours of the next business I'm going to make but none of them stick because there's no idea of footsteps of what's next. It's like, it's working or it's not. There's no in between. If it's not working, fuck it. Next thing. If it is working, like, yeah, let's go. Um, lots of things I'm, things I'm realizing about myself. Uh, and it's okay. It's okay. No one's perfect. We all get stuck in the mud and the shit and the darkness and the shadow. And it's a beautiful thing. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, I think, and uh, it was the note of thyself. Fuck, I forget his name, but um, there was a guy on there and he was just basically saying like, you have to be see beauty in the ugly and the hard and the uncomfortable because that's where the most growth happens. And I feel like we all kind of go through this cyclical growth thing, whether it be every couple of years or every winter or every two years. For me, I feel like it's every other year. Some, like just my every other year, there's a lot of growth happening and it's very uncomfortable. And like, how do we see the beauty in that? Um but yeah, I just had this like thing and like a download, you could call it a thought, um, just something that really resonated that popped in my head um, was just like, this is your breakthrough year. And I'm really hoping it is. So I'm, I'm going to read something that I wrote that I don't know how to post on social media because it's too fucking long. Um, <laughs> I've been writing again, which is awesome and not journaling really and not doing podcasts because it's really hard to sit down and talk about your shit when you're in the middle of it it's easier to talk about when you're a little bit more outside of it um what I've been feeling is a lot of anger and I am not an angry person and I am not used to feeling angry and it was funny, I saw an Instagram post, everything just like lines up and syncs up sometimes, some days, you know, you're just like, oh my gosh, I was just talking about that song, now it's at the end of my yoga class. I planted that seed, which I will talk about later, with that person, and now it's coming up again. Um, yeah, it's just, synchronicities are amazing. Um, but I don't even remember where I was going with that now. I have way too many thoughts to get out of my head. <laughs> um, okay, that'll come back. I tend to do this a lot. Uh, but anyway, I've been in victimhood heavy because I finished this boot camp. This is a process in my head, okay? So this is not the truth. Um, I finished this boot camp. It's the worst possible time to graduate in tech. I'm trying to do a career switch. Um I get out of this boot camp that I dedicated so much of my heart and soul to and feel like I'm going to have all this freedom after. And um, I don't. <laughs> um, I graduate and there was like massive layoffs in tech. So I, 
I don't remember the exact numbers. I think it was something like 20,000, could be more, could be way less. I don't know, but all the main companies, this happened a while ago, this is old news, um, like Google and Amazon and everyone just did massive layoffs because they overhired during COVID when like the things were like exponentially growing online. So here I am fresh out of boot camp, have only coded six months of my life, and I'm applying for these jobs that I am way underqualified for. And even if I am qualified for them, and this is an imposter syndrome, this is true, even if I am qualified for them, I'm going against all these people who are way more experienced than I am, that I've had way more years in the industry that are also looking for a job. So then there's this whole game called LinkedIn finding a job on LinkedIn, which I've never really played before because I've always been in gig economy. Um, There's networking involved. There's beefing it up. There's making your blah, blah, blah look good. There's wording everything right, which chat GPT, fucking amazing. If you're not using it, go use it. If you're looking for a job, um, I won't go into it on here, but you can like message me on Instagram or something if you need help because it's blowing my mind. I will say because I talk with a lot of voice and a lot of personality and a lot of times in a professional setting, that is not what is being looked for. And so I can just like type all of my voice and all of my emotions and everything I want to put in there and be like, chat GPT, write me a cover letter for this job I really want based on my resume. And it'll be like, boom, (laughs) the best cover letter ever that takes what I needed to say and just removes a little of the wouldn't get past the hiring person. Oomph. Not necessarily that that's true either. It's just like this game I'm playing right now. And you have to get through this thing called ATS. I'm probably boring you with this job thing, but, um, and so it's looking for keywords and it's just, it's a agonizing process. So getting out of boot camp, feeling like, oh my God, I'm going to land this amazing job. I'm going to get to work from home. I'm going to be making enough money. I'm going to have benefits. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. It's going to happen immediately. People get jobs out of boot camp right away, which is a rarity, but like I know I'm passionate enough and dedicated enough to be one of those first people to get a job. That's not true at all. Now, even the best people, the most dedicated, the smartest, like how does my resume get in front of someone when I have no past experience and they're looking for three to five years as a a starting dev? So then here I am, complete overwhelm, graduate. (laughs) I'm like, I want to do yoga. I want to do ceramics. I want to keep, I need to keep coding. I need to be applying for jobs. Um, fuck, I have no time. Like I get back from yoga. I'm sitting down to eat dinner. I have to go to bed. Wait, I didn't code. Like just what do I code? Do I look at new technology? Do I perfect old technology? Do I build a project for myself? Do I do mini projects? Do Like there is infinite amount of things you can learn about coding. And it just be, it was just, it's just all so overwhelming. So you're dedicating so many hours of your life to learning this thing. The last thing you want to fucking look at is code after six months of just staring at it. So I took a break (laughs) to the point where Matt was like, dear, I'm getting a little concerned. You can't be one of those people that graduates this program and then does nothing with it. Here's what comes up. I do this all the fucking time. I open a business and it doesn't go as I expected, which I always say, don't expect anything, but here I am not following my own rules. 
Um, and so I quit. I did boot camp. I didn't get the job right away. And it's not what I expected. Salaries are way fucking lower. It's way too hard. I'm not going to do it anymore. There's something better out there for me. This is not what it's meant for. It's meant to catal- be a catalyst into something else, which could be true, but it's not going to catalyst into anything else if I'm not <laughs> coding, <laughs> if I'm not dedicating my time to continue to learn the skill. Um, just so much up in the air, like my current job. I don't know what kind of hours they want soon. Kids are swapping schools. Um we actually just had a clearing conversation about that, which made me feel so much better. But it's just like, I don't particularly want to live where we live anymore, but we had to resign a lease. So we're here for another year. I don't know what's going to happen with my career in the next three months. Um, I got laid off half of my hours from a, another job that was a massive amount of my income. Um, <laughs> it's just like literally everything. I feel like just is shifting and it's uncomfortable and I don't like what I don't know what's happening (laughs) and it's forced me in so many ways to just be in full surrender and trust that what's meant to be is meant to be and it will all fall into place and that's what happens and that's how the universe works and I've been in this position before and I felt this way before and things have worked out for the highest good (laughs) I see like myself having so much more potential in this world than I have right now and it's really frustrating and I feel like society builds this game and it's designed and constructed to lose no one's winning the game (laughs) it's like make more money you'll have more things you'll be more happy you'll have more freedom but like to get to that point of having financial freedom, I'm sick of fighting against the grain. I'm sick of the way the world is set up. (laughs) I'm sick of the grind. (laughs) I want to be in the feminine. I don't want to work 40 hours a week. I guess a lot of people don't, but then what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) Um, So I've just been in all of that. Like, why am I playing this stupid game? I don't want to play. Let me move to Costa Rica or Honduras and just be. But then I'm in too much debt to even do that. So it's like, or I want to buy a house or I want to feel like financially comfortable enough to have a child. (laughs) I can afford a child right now. It would be, I mean, maybe, but it'd be so hard and so stressful. And I don't want to be in a position. I want like that. Like I want to have a, bring a baby into this world when it's like, can flourish. (laughs) You don't want to plant a seed in shitty soil, you know? So it's just been a lot. (laughs) My mind has been going and going and going and going and and to bring it back. The only thing that can (laughs) keep it quiet has been my yoga practice which is taking away all my time from coding. And so there's just like this balance here that I need to find. Um, Yeah, so that's where I've been. Not to say any of it is truth. And it, you know, I, I, it's a lot of negative self-talk. I know that. And I know I need to start positive self-talking more, but again, I'm here to be vulnerable and open because Like I said, no one's perfect and I can sit here and spew advice to everyone and not be practicing it myself. Um, And that's just how life works. (laughs) There's just seasons in all of it. And it was 
a dark, dark season. And I'm really excited for just whatever I've purged and whatever I've released in my life to um, just be tended to and like really grow and flourish as summer comes. And I do feel like there's a lot of change for me this year. So for the positive, but it's really hard to think that way when you're so consumed by an overwhelming number of negative thoughts. And I really don't have any advice for you guys of how to get out of it. For me, it's like yoga, get into your body, meditation. I've been trying to meditate a little bit every morning or every night. It's reading before bed instead of watching TV. I've been trying to gratitude journal every morning and get to 21 days. And I've been doing this for three months and keep forgetting a day, which it's just kind of a joke because I don't really, I try not to attach myself so much to like finishing in that way. Um, But that really hasn't been healthy. And so maybe it's back to microdosing. We shall see because something is just a little off and I need to like start bringing myself more into the present moment and um, finding joy in the little things again. And I've just been angry, which is totally fine. Oh, I think where I was going before was there's this lady on Instagram who says, once you heal your little girl, um, your angry teenager comes out. And that's kind of where I feel like I am. But anyway, I'm going to read you my thing. Um, I'm also, this is another side note, uh, I'm also doing a, like pushing myself out of my boundaries is also a way that I feel helps me um, just to like put my focus elsewhere, still be creative and just like push my own boundaries a little bit because we all need that. We all need to put ourselves out there and be like, "Mm, this makes me want to wear a diaper because I'm about to pee my pants, but (laughs) um, it's good for me. So I've just been trying to choose things that are good for me and not, this is seeing like the whole picture. I need to code this entire project. I need to do this whole thing. Where do I even fucking start? What do I even focus on? That sense of overwhelm is like the day by day piece of what can you do today? Maybe you need to schedule better for yourself. Like, do you need to go back to a schedule where you're like, I'm going to code from this time to this time on this day? Um, say no to more plans with friends like what are the things I need to do to allot myself more time without feeling in the overwhelm of it so much because it's been a and I've been telling the universe too I have no time for that there's not enough time I just don't have time it's like well what what is going to come back to me that I don't have time because I'm putting it out there constantly so there's been a lot of interesting things that I'm learning that I thought I learned but clearly not because here we are yet again (laughs) Ah, all right. As I attempt to pivot careers yet again, I find myself in so many places mentally I've been before. It's like one of those vicious cycles that you might not see now, but after a long, hard look from another perspective, the clarity slowly trickles in. It's that place that feels yucky and unhappy and that pulls you in and spits you out, hoping you'll wake up this time. One of those places that makes you feel trapped and like you want out, and like this world doesn't make sense at all. As a child, and I just recently recently realized this, um, my parents never drew a box around me. I was encouraged to be inventive, creative, a dreamer, encouraged to be a child who imagined up all the potentials in all the small cracks of my little world. Not much was off limits, 
I really don't think I was ever told, you can't do that. That's not possible. That needs to be done this way or it won't work. I don't think my parents even realized that they did this or how much my little Marla heart needed it as a Sagittarius very much. <laughs> um, it was never about my grades or my passions. It was whatever I chose as long as I did my best. I had this natural inclination to do well at whatever I set out to accomplish. I still do. Freedom is my sunlight to a plant. It's what keeps me passionate and alive. Freedom to dream, freedom to create, freedom to be whoever I invent myself to be, but mostly freedom to be authentic and live my truth, passions, and purposes. Lately, I've been feeling beyond trapped, like can't move your wrists or ankles gagged and chained up kind of trapped. I've been angry. I'm not an angry person, but I've been fucking raging <laughs> at so many things, but mostly at this stupid game society has designed for us. That's literally impossible to win. A game that, as long as you try your best, doesn't apply to you at all, because even your best just isn't good enough sometimes. It's a game we all play every single day to get where, to do what, for what purpose, and how does this make us feel when you really think about it and look at it? Depression rates are sky high, suicide rates are and have been on the rise. People are living a life that's been laid out as the way to win, but they're still miserable and less close to winning than ever before. There's so much fear. I feel it everywhere I look right now. Collectively, fear, chaos, disconnect, hatred, anger, greed, depression, anxiety, angst. This game's ultimate goal for the individual, I think we can all mostly agree on, is freedom, right? Financial freedom, because more money equals more freedoms. So why are most of us so miserable trying to play and reach the end, whatever that means, of this game? Why are some people... Why are some of the furthest along in this game the most unhappy? Why do most of us feel less free instead of more liberated as individuals in this human experience when we manipulate our game pieces in ways that seem to be strategic? We're told A plus B equals C. Go to school, get a job, and work your way up in a career will equal success. Get married, have a baby, buy a house. It's the highest expression of leading a life of joy. When in reality, and it's hard. It's a hard lesson I keep learning and clearly haven't fully integrated. A plus B rarely equals C. There's so much at work beyond that. Attaching to this equation that has been drilled into us our entire existence is where I, personally, feel myself in full, ugly, negative, dark, angry victimhood. The small T trauma of victimhood. The I expected and was promised this out of life and it's not working. Why does it keep not working? I do the thing and the result is lacking. Why me? Why is this world out to get me? Why does this game suck for me so incredibly badly when I'm following the rules? The universe is against me. The universe doesn't want me to win. But the universe is always working for you, even when it doesn't feel like it. And in my experience, the more we fight for control, the more disease we that the more we fight for control, the more disease is created. The less we surrender to the moment at hand and the more heaviness we hold. The more we huff and puff and get mad <laughs> that we're not getting what we deserve, the uglier we are in the ways we treat ourselves and show up in the world. It's not fun to be a victim, even though so many of us choose to live that way. Making the choice to have pity on yourself, and no one likes being pitied. Victimhood is like putting yourself in a box of your own design and then being bitter because you're there. <laughs> I've been designing my own box lately. And this is where I've been for most of the year so far, and it's okay. It's okay to be there. It's okay. It's been a many month process to re retrain and wire my brain away from this place I feel so incredibly trapped in. 
and truly dislike being in, and I'm still halfway in, but the more I see it, the more clearly I gain in quest. I gain in the more clarity I gain in questions to ask myself, the more layers I can peel back to see where all the pieces of this victimhood lay. It's heavily aligned with depression for me, one a catalyst for the other. I'm using all my tools. Why am I still depressed? I'm taking all my meds. Why am I still sad? I'm choosing what I was told to do, but why am I still so exhausted? I'm really talking a lot from personal experience here. So if this isn't you, carry on. But for me, a lot of this is so interconnected with our thoughts and self-talk. You create your own reality. Our community and friends, our trust in the divine, and our ability to let go of control. And really, most of all, our ability to believe in ourselves and follow our own path. The path that's lit up, for me, with rainbow lasers and glitter explosions on the hour or whatever you envision on your path. Sometimes the tools, the medication, the substances we're using to dull or numb, the news we're watching to be in the know, those are just band-aids that can sometimes exacerbate the situation. Just temporary cover-ups to convince yourself you're indeed okay. Hence the vicious loop, the continued process of ending up back at the same place for probably the same reasons, the sense of victimhood that rots at your insides. This is me witnessing myself put out that little girl with a dream because society tells me it won't work. This is me taking back that little girl's power and sunshine. This is me stepping more into full surrender because I know these times are here for a reason and there's always light that will inevitably seep into the darkness. Like the rise of the phoenix, some embers will burn longer than others. Some take more time to be closely watched and tended before they turn to ash. All ash in order to rise again, in order to see what path is the most exciting, in order to be cyclical like what nature intended. Life and death, to die and let go of our beliefs, to be born again. Um, so, I mean, obviously, like this is a disclaimer, obviously life takes a little strategic work, seed planting goals, leaps to those goals, but surrendering to the outcome, releasing expectation, that's where the magic lies. That's the lesson I'm learning real hard right now. Um, and my example about seeds was um, that... Today, like, I feel like winter, I'm sad, I'm depressed. Coming out of winter is chaotic because it's like here in Colorado, dumping snow one day and then 70 the next day. And I just, my body is just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Um, But I feel spring energy a lot, especially after the transition into spring equinox. Um, And... I feel like some of these seeds that I've been planting are kind of starting to grow. And I got a little bit of hope tonight. I need all the hope I can freaking get right now. So send me hope stories um, or connections into the tech world. I'm a full stack web developer. Help the sister out. Um, but so the seed I planted a while ago, I, at, during this these moments of chaos in my mind where I'm like, I'm not meant to code I'm gonna go teach yoga retreats around the world like I've always wanted to do and like this is gonna happen tomorrow Uh, I planted a seed while I was in that mode (laughs) um with one of the teachers at the yoga studio I go to that I absolutely love it's called the yoga pod um the people that own it have three in like Boulder County I just I love the heat the teachers are all phenomenal it's clean I love it um 
but one of the teachers there had said hi to me in a yoga class in a hot yoga class we were next to each other and um just to introduce herself and I ended up seeing that she or asking you know she was a teacher went to her next class blah 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 her next class I was like okay get the balls get the balls Marla because I you want to drop the seed at the right or plant the seed at the right moment without making it feel like you need it to happen without being like aggressive. You're just like, you know, just planting the seed. If uh, this ever pops in your mind, I do sound healing and I'd love to like collaborate on something, but if it doesn't feel right or if it doesn't land, no problem. <laughs> um, that's the kind of seed planting I did <laughs> after that class. And I hadn't seen her in a while. And I finally, I saw her in the locker room before class tonight and she came up to me and she was, or actually I asked her how she was doing first, not even thinking about that, to be honest. And she was like, I, I still have your number. Sorry, I've been so busy. Like, I'd love to get coffee with you. Woohoo! little seed plant, something's happening or maybe nothing. I'm not expecting it, but it was really nice to just see how I did that a couple weeks ago. And then like something is growing there which is extremely exciting um we'll see but so then it got me thinking about just like how you plant seeds in your life and when you never know when they're going to explode or come to fruition um so for for exist sorry matt's talking in the background so freaking loud right now (laughs) i don't know if you can hear him but it's very distracting um his voice just carries so far (laughs) um but anyway so in life you plant these seeds and um eventually they grow and you don't know if it's going to be in the next couple weeks you don't know if it's going to be in a couple years you don't know if it's going to be in 10 years and this is also what I'm learning through the job hunting thing is like you have to network and when you plant seeds and network and like reach out to people and say you're interested in something um you never know when they're going to come back around and reach back out to you or when you're going to have a mutual friend that makes a connection or whatever so like the point is talk to people talk about what you like to do and you never know when that's going to flourish or blossom into something else um or like just making magic for yourself. Like I'm just going to talk to this person and then just like wait till the synchronicities line up. And sometimes it takes a really long time, like I said, and sometimes you'll barely remember like where you knew the person or how you met them, but just, and it doesn't even matter if the seed grows, you planted it. So it's like thinking of these things in your life as as your garden. I feel like I've said this before, but as your garden where you're just like, actually so funny um I just read that I was reading back through the journal that I wrote when I did ayahuasca because I just was feeling so inspired at that time and I really like to revisit that's why I like to journal is like oh I remember that period in my life when I was lit the fuck up like what was I writing about and has any of it happened now like has any of it grown fully or like am I still stuck there am I still wanting the same things and why am I not getting them because it's like I said, it's cyclical. What has been happening is like, I keep craving these things for the last five to six years. (laughs) I want to coach. I want to teach yoga. I want to host more retreats. I want to do sound healings, but what am I doing? Like not to say I'm in a horrible career or unhappy with my job or anything, but like, 
I'm not really doing those things. I'm not teaching yoga. I do a retreat once a year, which is a huge start, but it's year three. And I'd really like to be doing two a year at this point. I'm impatient (laughs) and I'm not planting enough seeds in the realm. I'm just like, it's too hard. So I give up. I'm like, well, I talked to that person and they didn't want me. And that's what I did when I came to Boulder. It's like, I was in Wisconsin. I was the yoga teacher. Everyone was calling me to ask me to teach yoga for from the elderly to kids at the library. I was doing talks for women's groups. I was it <laughs> because I was a big fish in a little pond. And then I moved to Boulder and I got so turned off because it was too hard. <laughs> And you can't, and I do jump off the cliff. Everyone's like, Marla, you just go for whatever. And I do. But when it gets, when it's not working how I wanted it to work or like what I expected to happen, I get mad and I change my mind. (laughs) But you see all these people, like people I've followed on Instagram. So it's that I've followed so-and-so for the last seven years or something and just watching them be a hundred percent dedicated to their craft and grow from that and grow in followers and you can tell grow in confidence and grow in what they feel their purpose is in the world and it's inspiring and I don't believe that your career needs to be your sole purpose because if everyone felt that way I think we would all go a little insane because we would just literally feel like we're not fulfilling our purpose here on this planet (laughs) as humans it's like that's what leads you through life even if your purpose is to work your job have babies and get married like there's still some sort of goal there for most most people I would say even people who aren't moving up in like through the game to win the game like those people even have a goal of not you like there's always a goal in mind and I just think when you have unrealistic expectations for yourself when you attach to an outcome that might not happen because you don't know it's completely true it can get pretty freaking devastating and that's where we lay in our victimhood something didn't work out the way we wanted woe is me feel bad for me and like I said, it's okay to be there, but there's people who are stuck there permanently. And like, it's just like, how do you even wake them up when they can't even witness their own self wallow or they just like it there? One of the two, I can't figure it out. Um, so yeah, it's okay to be in victimhood. We all are there. I encourage if your friend is being really negative, like when I'm in this mode, I don't want to text friends that I'm being horrible, except for like my really, really close ones I know will hold space and not judge me because a lot of people will say like, you know, I'll just be like, I'm really fucking scared right now. Like I'm in the fear and I'm in the fear of this career transition. I'm in the fear if I can get a job. I'm in the fear of when I'll get a job. I'm in the fear of a lot of money, a lot of money fears, and that's okay. But when someone comes at you and says, oh, I'm in scared, I'm in fear. And you say, well, that's a low vibration emotion. Everything will be fine. It all works out the way it's supposed to be. Just surrender. And like, you can say those things with like some fluff or some, some like additions. Like I hear you. I see you. I'm so sorry you're going through this, but just don't forget it all unfolds the way it's meant to for a reason. Um, 
that's like the scary part of it. and when people are in these deep dark places and states how they feel like they can't reach out to anyone and you feel really isolated and alone because you know you're super negative you know you're just talking about things people don't want to listen to so therefore you don't want to talk at all so therefore you can't speak about your own experience because apparently everyone needs to be positive all the time and can't walk in a room and say you know I'm not really doing great tonight I could use a little support I know I'm really negative right now but like I this is when I need the most support people don't feel like they can do that and I haven't felt that with everyone in my life, but a lot of people, it's just like, I'm going through something and I just get the, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be fine. <laughs> or that's what it feels like anyway. So it's just like bring awareness around the realness of life and existence and the beauty and all of it. And, you know, you don't want to let people cross your boundaries at all. Um, there's a really fine line because you don't want people to cross your boundaries and be sucking your energy and be constantly reaching out when they're going through something because you never get to see the balance within them. But if a good friend you don't hear from for a while that you usually do like check in, <laughs> if you, if your friend is texting you and seems a little off or a little shittier than usual, don't let it trigger you of like, Oh, I don't want to be around that low vibration be like, are you okay? You seem a little bit like negative lately. <laughs> Is everything all right? Do you need someone to talk to? It's just like, I understand wanting to keep positivity in your life and positive thought and like negative thought can bring you down. And there's definitely a recognition of like when you have space to take it in and when you don't. So let's say your friend texts you negative and you're like, oh, I'm just really not in the right headspace to respond with compassion right now. Um, you know, I like, I just don't, mm, this is triggering me. This is making me feel like I don't want to be friends with that person anymore. Like how the fuck, why are they doing this? Don't respond in that moment. Maybe wait a day or two until you're like, really actually put yourself in that person's shoes, aren't in such a reactive state and just like could reach out and just be like, Hey, I just want you to know I'm not in the capacity to like talk about this stuff with you, but I noticed you were feeling, we're like being a little negative. Is everything okay? Like, is there anything I could do to support or maybe even not if you don't have the capacity it's just letting someone know you're there <laughs> letting someone know if you want to text me and e or like send me an email venting like I might not read it I might but if you just need someone to send it to <laughs> um so just I guess through this process of my own victimhood I'm having a lot more compassion for people on this planet who are victims because it's really just not fun <laughs> and I'm blessed enough to have enough well I I think I'm blessed enough to have enough self-awareness or I've worked hard enough to like get there where I can see when I'm doing that and use all the things that make me feel better to pull me out um but some people don't have a the support b the awareness or c like the the tools and I don't know why we're not teaching that more or talking about it more. And <clears throat> I don't know. It's interesting because being part of like the spiritual community and following all the people on Instagram who are, you know, preaching all the spiritual stuff or, you know, the new earth or the rising or everything shifting and 
you forget that there's like other communities out there and other beliefs and other people who have are not tapped in at all <laughs> and are never in the vicinity to even be tapped in a little bit and it's just really interesting when you're coming from such a like a heal thyself like I'm self-aware let's be compassionate place and then you go like talk to a bunch of tech people <laughs> not to say they're all like that but I just caught myself a lot in class being like oh my god it's the full moon tonight like is anyone howling and they're all looking at me like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> um so it's it's just I don't know. It's easy to get wrapped into your own bullshit and forget to zoom out, which is what microdosing helped me with, which brings me to actually, I'm going to close this out soon because that's all I have to say about victimhood. But um, one of my other businesses that maybe will happen, maybe won't, um, is a microdosing business whenever it's legal. Um which I know I should have started two years ago when I was thinking about this, but never too late. Um, but I was, I've been getting like random messages from people. I posted, I think in like a, a Facebook group a long time ago, like maybe 2020 now. Um, so I keep getting random messages from people about like, Hey, can you tell me more about microdosing blah, blah, blah. It still comes up from two years ago. Talk about planting seeds. It's you just never know. But I'm thinking about starting again. And no, I don't have supplies. <laughs> um, yes, I will give you information. Uh, but I will keep you updated with my journey just because I've had so many people ask lately about it and just like have interest. And it, I'm not going to go too far into it, but it's different for everyone. So it's definitely like a, I like to think of everything as a self-experiment. Experiment on yourself. What feels best? When does it feel best? How often do you go to yoga? Does that feel good? <laughs> do you go to hot yoga or vinyasa or yin yoga? What feels best? So just like everything is a self-experiment. If you're in victimhood and really had a heavy winter like I did, I see you. I feel you. Um, let's plant some seeds and see what happens. You just never know. You never know. But blessings to all of you. It is about my bedtime. I actually, if I don't know if I'm going to release this one first, I'm doing another one Saturday. So there will be back-to-back podcasts, you guys. I never follow through with anything I'm realizing. It's really bad. I guess I'm here now. So that's what matters, right? Um, but even with the podcast, I keep coming back on here and saying, I'm going to dedicate myself now. I swear, you guys, I'm coming once a week or every other week or whatever. And then I'm gone for three months. Consistency is key and time and patience and surrender and trust and a lot of a lot of effort and hard work. And not everyone just gets lucky. <laughs> you can, but there's a lot of grit that goes into it. And I think it's just... But if you're passionate about something, you're willing to do the things. Give yourself a break without worrying about what things you're not doing because then your break's going to take twice as long, which I just did to myself with coding. I was like, I need a break. And I was like, but I'm not coding. I'm not coding. I'm going to forget it all. This is horrible. I'm never going to get hired. And, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I like, I ended up taking like a six week break, basically. If you could only just, you know. <laughs> Go back sometimes and just tap yourself on the shoulder and be like, yo, everything's going to be fine. You're okay. You're not losing your mind. Everything's okay. 
you're not an asshole, everything's okay. Um, but there is light in all the darkness and there is beauty in the darkness. It really truly is. It sucks in the moment it, and you want it to be over and you want to be happy and excited, but it always comes eventually. You just have to trust it will. Alrighty. Well, I love you all. Thanks for listening. Um, and I will be back next time. And I hope you enjoyed my little story about victimhood. And again, um, my Instagram is underscore marmo. Um, if you want to reach out for any hopeful news or questions about microdosing or questions about um, resumes and cover letters and LinkedIn, because I'm learning so much right now with that. Um, or if you want to like collab on any cool coding projects. Yay! Mwah!